I'm Tracy. And I'm Kurt. And this is the MFG cast. like that (laughs) welcome everyone to another board game edition of the mfg cast wow that was very pronounced it was very particular that's right thanks this episode we're going to be talking about a few games we've been playing recently uh one newbie and a couple of oldbies oldbies yeah um what should we talk about first Talk about the old bees. The old bees. Should we talk about the oldest bee or the newest bee? Or newer bee? I was like, we're talking about two old bees. <laughs> um, let's talk about the oldest oldest one. Okay. There's nothing wrong with old. There's right, nothing Kurt? Wrong. No. No. No ageism here. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, what is this old one you speak of? Uh, we brought to the table an oldie but goodie. And it has, like, not the best name nowadays. Pandemic. (laughs) Right. Maybe it's, like, foreshadowing? Yeah. That's what I think. You know what I think? I think I can maneuver the board game pandemic than I can the real pandemic. Yes. Yeah. We have have potentially more control over that. Yes. So the Matt Leacock classic pandemic brought this to the table recently with... Uh, a new player, basically. It was it was their like new to them player. Yeah, because they they had played it before, but they played it with their son, and they didn't know if they played it right, so they wanted to see if they could play it right, so then they could play it right with their son. Could eventually. you say play it and play it, play right. it with son play and it right. play it yes, and play, play it. it again? Keyword play. Anyway, yeah, pandemic. Yeah. So we played it. Yeah, and we won. We did. Barely. We didn't do the whole caboodle. We didn't, like, flip the those little bottles well, you did, and we didn't, uh, eradicate them, but we... But that's not the, the whole right, game. Right. Like, we didn't, like, wipe out all the shit. <laughs> and, like, we didn't, like, take over the world and, like, clean it up with... Shut up. Wow, you are rambling. It is crazy. I am. We just, we didn't do, like, we didn't go hog wild cleaning up the whole world, but we did enough to make it stop. Yeah. Well, and that's what you're supposed to do. You're just at least supposed oh, to yeah. cure all for Why can't I think diseases. of what it is? Diseases. Yes. Well, duh. Diseases. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. going to say, Those like, things. potions. No. I think, yeah, yeah, whatever. But anyway, we did it. Holy crap. And we we literally did it towards the end of, like, getting cards at the um, end. Do we have, like, three left or something like that? I think so. And the we looked at the end after we were finished. And the very last card was another 
epidemic, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that would have, we would have lost. That would have hosed us. Well, it doesn't matter because we would have run through, run out of cards anyway. Well, but, yes, yeah. but that would not have complemented any of our gameplay. Correct, correct. So, but we, I feel like the characters that each of us played, which were miscellaneously given out to us, really complement each other, like, big yeah. time. Every, everything just seemed to work out for us mm-hmm. really well. Even though we were outbreaking all over the place for a bit there and it got scary, we just maintained our composure mm-hmm. and we did all the things we needed to do. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. Was awesome. Like we're old veterans of this game. That's right. Yeah, it was nice to get that back to the table. Yeah. We haven't played that in phew, years. years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's it's awesome to be able to bring an old classic like that back to the table and you know find your love for it again. You know, to be like, oh, this is actually this is a great game. Just something you should bring out every once in a while. You know. Well, and we have other versions of Pandemic too. Like we have Legacy, which we. The season one, which we never even finished playing. Mm-hmm. And Pandemic The Cure? Yep. Which is like a dice version of that. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure I could tell you how to play that because it's been so long since we played it. Like, we have several versions of it because, yeah. you know, Pandemic, like, just became a hot game to release all these different versions and stuff. Yeah. So. So yeah. now I now I'm kind of anxious to like throw out like new things, throw out other chances to play those other games to see if we like them and um, once we bring them to the table again. Yeah, for sure. That yeah, was nice to do that. Yeah, and and now Jason knows how to play this, so he can bring it to the table with his son. Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay, so that's pandemic. Mm-hmm. What was the other old B we played? Um, I remember it's God's Forge by thank Atlas you. Games. See, I don't can cons- it. I don't. I don't know. I it was fleeting me. I couldn't remember what it was, but I also don't consider it an old B. Well, it's it's old an older game to us because we've had it for so long, you know. And the the new game that we've been talking that we're talking about is something that's very new to us. Yeah, so we yeah, just yeah. Learned. So that's why. Yeah, I, I suppose. That's why I reference it. So I le- legitimately couldn't. And we've been playing a lot of games on board game arena too. So I was like, I totally don't remember the game. Like even though we talked about it before we were going to record, mm-hmm. like totally forgot. Anyway, God's Porch. Love, love, love this game. Yeah, I do too. From the art to the concept. Too easy to teach. Yeah, it's just a good game. Yeah, for sure. You know, it, it's and it's funny too because I forgot how brutal it can kind of be because we've got like you know you're crafting those high high crazy spells and you're crafting uh, those uh, creatures or whatever. I can't remember what they call them exactly. It's not all all creatures though, but they're like the ones that actually stay out all the time. Um, yep, I was trying to think, and then you just kept talking, so. I'm so sorry for s- that I just keep talking. I will stop now. No, I just was trying to think of what it was. They're not creatures? No, because not everything not everything is a creature. There are, like, certain, like, like um, swords and stuff like that, and all specific Creations. Things. Creations, thank you. They're creations. I'm like, it's something close to creature, but it's not. It's creation. Yeah, yeah. So, like, 
you know, the spells are only a one-time use thing, but the creations can actually come and you can actually do those a bunch and stuff like that. You're always attacking the person to your left, so, like, everything's very sim simultaneous with, like, the dice rolling and, you know, what you're choosing and stuff like that. And uh, the one thing I kind of forgot that is also kind of brutal is once you knock out one of the players, if you're not in a two-player game, then after that, every time you attack somebody, you're putting an extra seven damage on them. So they have to really, you know, try to, you know, block damage or kill the other per or defeat the other person before, you know, before they defeat you and stuff like that. So like, it's a real quick back and forth. Yeah, the the art is just so like amazing. It's such like great like, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. It's just well, it's like. It kind of makes me think of, like, Art Deco meets fantasy. Yeah, it really does. Who's the artist on this? It's uh, Diego L. Rodriguez. Yeah, his art is just amazing. Yeah, I don't, and maybe that's not the way to describe it, but it is kind of Art Deco meets fantasy, maybe. Yeah. But, yeah, it is a nice, quick game for some of us, like me. The first game we played, I was done in two hands. <laughs> Because I just got annihilated. Yeah. Um, not not as fun when that happens, except for the fact that the game goes so fast once somebody's defeated, like Kurt said, when you have to put seven more damage to or attack to some the the rest of the people, right? Yeah. Everybody gets that? Yeah. And so the game goes faster. I think it's so that the person that got knocked out doesn't sit there and watch forever. Yeah, exactly. But, and, and it gives it more replayability, too. Yeah, but then the second game lasted a lot longer. We were all fighting mm -hmm. for our lives. but um, And then you get to really know the player who is trying to attack you. Yeah. Like, I was trying to really set myself up so that I wouldn't get bombarded so much, but then I wasn't getting the right cards or whatever to to try to defend myself mm -hmm. and so then i was like well i'm just gonna try to take out kurt because he was to my left instead because i was just gonna get completely taken down otherwise yeah. so yeah and the one the one rule i really like about this game is that even if you're about to de be defeated you could take out another person and even if like you're the last two left like you could take each other out and then whoever has the most damage you know, gets defeated and the other person still wins. It's interesting. I yeah. like that. Yeah, it. this game has, what, two expansions that are out? Yeah, they just, well, we have the old first edition, <laughs> and they came out with a second edition, which is kind of updated and newer dice and stuff like that, and then they, yeah, they came out with a couple expansions, which... Do you, you don't need the second edition, though. No, you don't. They, they say it's nice to have, because... Kind of runs together a little bit more cohesive, but to me, I don't think that matters that much. Mm -hmm. But I did put these put the expansions on my Christmas list because this is a game that from go one when we first played it, I was like, I need to get this game. I love this game. Well, we learned how to play it at a con, and then we ended up buying it mm -hmm. from the from the publisher. publisher at the con. Yeah, yeah, Atlas, so. Atlas was there because they're. From Minnesota, I think they're out of Minnesota, and yep. that's where we went to a con, and we got saw we got to see them, and we've actually run into them a couple of times, and everybody that's been at their booths has been really nice. So it's it's easy to be able to support somebody that seems you know 
like a good comp- a good bunch of people and semi localish mm-hmm. to us for sure. So that's God's Forge. And it's God's Forge. God's Forge. God's Forge. The next game is one that was taught to us by a friend of the show, John Haremza from Legends of Tabletop. This is Acropolis by Gigamic. Such a weird name for a company, but I like I kinda like it. You introduced that so intense. I did. Acropolis. Acropolis by Gigamic. <laughs> I don't know what kind of noise that was. I don't know either. Uh, so you are architects trying to build ancient Greece and you are taking tiles and kind of hooking them together, but you've got like certain uh, points you're trying to get and there's certain rules and stuff like that of some of the things that you do like are the tiles just one tile Kurt no, or what tiles, do the tiles look like the tiles kind of look like uh, three hexagons put together they're not kind of looking like that they are you're so literal about everything <laughs> no, well I know but like if you're playing they tile are, game they are they no. are three no, hexagons I just mean, put together. And I only ask because otherwise it could be just it. Yes, true. Tile. It is all. It is all. That's why I figured we would. Three hexes put together. Um, some are different colors. Some are white. Some are purple. Some are orange. Some are. They're orange. I thought they were they, red. Are they red? Yellow, green, blue. I think they're red. Okay, we'll call them red. I think they're red, but maybe yeah, not. Sure, we'll call them red. But every everyone scores points depending upon what it actually is. So you've got like your red barracks, where if they are on the outside of your city, they score points. If you do the yellow ones, which I can't remember what those are called, um, you have to ha- those can't be connected to another yellow. Hexacon. Is that your market? Market? Yeah, I think you're right. Market, maybe? Yep. If you don't have those connected to other yellow markets, those are worth points by themselves. Uh, there are the blue roads that if you have them all connected, you score, you multiply the points as you go. You have the gr- the purple... Mm. Temples? Temples, yes. Look at that. Look at, Look you. at me on and out. Yep, and the temples, you have to have those surrounded to score points. And then you have, what's the last one? Green. Green. What is that one? Forest? Gardens. Gardens? Gardens, yes. Look at you. You've got a good memory. I don't. No, I don't. And those just score points on their own. But then you can score, uh, you can multiply that by having. They don't score. Oh, they don't score unless you have. I was was just adding that piece. They actually don't score. Yeah. Unless you have. A plaza, mm-hmm. which is the same color uh, um, as all those other things. So plazas can be red, they can be green, they can be yellow, they can be purple. Did I miss any of the blue? blue? And they have stars on them, and that indicates that they're plazas. So they can have stars with a value of one through three, I believe. Yep. And you have to have those in your city in order for those colored hexagons to score. Yep. As long as you have the placement right. Yes. Yep. Yes. So so you can have 
all the green in the world, which green doesn't matter how you place them in your city. But if you have no plazas that are green in your city, you're not going to score on any of them. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, one thing, if I backtrack a minute, you talked about having white or like a grayish color or whatever on the tiles. Those are basically... Um, those are mines. No, they're not basically mines. No. They are mines. Okay. <laughs> thanks, thanks for got you back. Yes. yes he got me. <laughs> um, those are mine. <laughs> those are mines. And they're, I kind of consider them chafe tiles in a way or kinda. chafe spaces yeah. where because you can, you can actually build on top of other tiles and or basically replace based on how you place them you can cover up white or you can cover up really whatever color but you might want to group those mines together to cover them up because they don't count for points at all yeah so what happens then when you when you actually put tiles on top of other tiles that score points what what actually happens then it doubles right doesn't it? Well, actually, it the first time it doubles, and then if you put it on the on a third stack, it triples. Yes. And yeah. So on and you so d- forth. you just asked if you put it on yeah, a one. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I was talking. I mean, about. I just said stacked. I didn't say like how many. Um. Yeah. So and then you can, <laughs> and then you can collect multiple plazas in your city to collect more points. So you could have. A plaza worth two um, green in one spot and two green in another spot and two green in another spot. So then you have six plaza, which would times by whatever number of green hexagons you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, just kind of backtracking again. Something we left out is when you're when you we actually like backtracking. When you stack on top of another tile, you actually get concrete. Which are little, oh, like, yeah. little cubes, and you actually use those to help draft the certain tiles that you get. So this is actually a drafting game as well, because you have so many stacks depending upon however many players, and then you set out. I think it's five each round, and then they kind of shrink as you go as you select them, and you can use those concrete to get a certain one. So like the first tile going left to right is free. And then every subsequent one after that, you have to pay a concrete. So if it's two in, two on the pile, you have to pay one. If it's three in the in the pile, well, not pile, I should in the row. If it's third in the pile, you pay two, and so on and so forth. So you know, there's that strategy of like, okay, how many how many concrete do I need to get this one tile that I actually need, or do I spend? A bunch on this one that I really want, and then I have to wait a little bit to kind of build up to get more. But then, as someone takes them in the in the row, then they shift mm-hmm. to the left, and they might not be as expensive for the next player that's playing. So, uh, the first player might have to pay one for one of them or two for one of them, but if they take the one to the left of it or something, then they all shift and the values have potential to change for yeah. for the player that goes next. Yeah. Did that make sense, what yeah. I just said? I think okay. so. Yeah, um, so you have to be careful, too, because even if you 
spend some concrete to grab something that you really want that still shifts a lot of other stuff closer mm-hmm. so then other people can get them too. So like there's a, a back and forth with that. So like if you don't know about the whole like using a certain thing to buy something in that draft or whatever, it, it kind of makes me think of another game we played uh, recently is Century Spice Road where yes. it's like you use certain cubes to get cards that are, you know, further up in that um, row, you know? Yeah. So. Yep. So then you play through until all of those rows or the rounds are finished, basically. There's a set number of rounds. And um, because we were playing on Board Game Arena... Two, it was doing all the math for us, mm-hmm. which was really nice. Um, that'll be different because um, we did order the we did end up ordering this game, so we're going to be getting it to ha- to play it in a physical copy. Mm-hmm. So then we'll have to do our own math. <laughs> math is math is stupid. Yeah, <laughs> hurts my brain. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. But well, it'll just be interesting in general. But then once they're all done, then it. Board Game Arena has actually already figured out your score. Yeah. I think that would probably happen in the real game, though, too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. it we, We've we played the toots out of this game. We really have. Yeah, it's funny because when, when John said he wanted to teach us this, I was like, oh, wow. I, you know, this is a game I have. It wasn't even really on our on our radar at all, you know. And then when we got to play it, you know, we again, like you said, we played the crap out of it. And it was like, wow, this is actually a really fun game. Yeah. Um, I just looked it up when I was looking up kind of the details of it. It's, it was actually a 2022 Mensa Select game. So that's, that's nice. good. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And and it is not a... Well, we haven't seen the game, like the quality of the the game or anything like that. I can't imagine that it wouldn't be like thicker cardboard uh, hexagon pieces or anything like that. But the game is very affordable. Mm-hmm. Like... I think under 30 bucks or something like that is what we paid for it. And like, it just, that seems very affordable mm-hmm. to me, which is great. It'd be not, it's nice to get a great game at a great price. So. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that coming. Yeah. So that's what we've been playing recently. Yeah. It's- along, along with a slew of games that we've played and talked about on here before mm-hmm. on board game arena and trying to, uh, smoke our high scores in games like Castles of Burgundy and I don't know, just a a bunch of different games we've been trying to uh, beat each other in. Yeah, yeah, it's been fun to yeah. fun to get those to the table. You know, again, a lot of people's you know, and I kind of agree too. It's it's nice to get the physical copy of something to the table, but when when you're not feeling that great or like work is you know always kind of exhausting for people and you want to just play. Something sit in your chair and play something, or like with us with John, like he's you know in Arizona, we're in Wisconsin, you know, you can't get together that much, you know, unless you really you know plan a trip and it's really expensive. So it's nice to be able to do something like this and be able to get together and shoot the shit and be able to play some games and have fun. Yeah, it's not like we can fly there every weekend. Yeah, exactly. We'd love to, exactly. We, we would, lo- we would love for that to happen all the time, but we're not rich, so that happens. <laughs> All right, so I think that's it for our board game edition of the MFG Cast. Um, if you like what you hear here, please tell anybody that you know about us. Um, that's how we get into people's brains is word of mouth. So that would be great. That's creepy. What? 
into getting into people's brains. Ooh, yeah. Whoa, Maybe. that was good. Thank you. Thank you. That's my other job. Not really. Okay. Well, until next time, I'm Kurt. And I'm Tracy. And this was the MFG cast. Thanks for listening. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop Broadcast Network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.